You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on this edition. Let's start with some bad news, as I'm sure most of you know. Jaheim Singletary, the cornerback out of Florida, decommitted from Ohio State's 2022 class yesterday. He was the second highest rated player in the 2022 class for the Buckeyes, behind only Quinn Ewers. And believe me, there's plenty of Quinn Ewers news to get into as well on today's show. But Jaheim Singletary, there are rumblings for a while that he might decommit. I was told by a source over a month ago that he was solid. You know, maybe he was then. Um, I don't think my source was lying. Um, Things change. But unfortunately, Jaheim Singletary decommitted. Now, what you probably want to know is, what are the chances he's going to recommit? And you just, uh, you never know. We've seen this happen before where, you know, maybe a young man decommits and then recommits. I am being told, don't expect him to recommit. It does not look like he's going to recommit. He's probably going to go to one of the Florida schools. Maybe Georgia is the latest information I was told literally this morning by someone I trust very much. So is there still a possibility he could be a Buckeye? I guess, but very, very slim. If I were you, I would just write him off of this class for now and then be pleasantly surprised if something changes. Sounds like he's going to stay in Florida. If he doesn't, probably going to go to Georgia. So I'm sure Kerry Combs is not going to give up, but right now doesn't look good for Jaheim Singletary recommitting to the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes still have the number one class in the country in 2022, even losing Jaheim Singletary. That tells you how far ahead they were. You lose one of the top corners in the nation, your second highest rated recruit in the class, you still have the number one class in the nation. And they still have two corners in this class with Terrence Brooks and Jair Brown. They're obviously going to look to add another one, probably two more. I think they wanted four in this class, at least three. And uh, so they'll, they'll, Kerry Combs is a fantastic recruiter. The jury is still out on him as a defensive coordinator. I tend to think he's going to have a good year this year. Um, but, uh, you know, the jury is still out on him as a defensive coordinator, not as a recruiter. As you all know, the jury is not out on Kerry Combs as a recruiter. <laughs> they they have uh, acquitted him on all charges. Uh, he is a, a fantastic recruiter. So um, Bill Curlick uh, lets me know that uh, they're probably going to add one, maybe maybe two more to this class. So there you go. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, Jaheim Singletary, probably not going to be a Buckeye. All right, let's move on to the huge Quinn Ewers news. A lot to unpack here. Quinn Ewers, of course, number one player in the country in the 2022 class, quarterback out of Texas. He wants to reclassify to the 2021 class and enroll at Ohio State later this month. Now, it's not a done deal yet, and right now, that's strongly what he wants to do. Like That's strongly where he's leaning toward doing. And again, it's not a done deal, but you know, Quinn approached the coaching staff with this idea last week, and um, Ohio State's coaches are not going to be foolish here. Are they 
thrilled about this development i'll tell you guys no i don't think that they're thrilled about this development but they're also smart enough to realize they're not going to tell quinn he can't do this and then risk losing him to texas or another program they'll tell him yeah come on come on in come on in so you know do they want the quote-unquote distraction um probably not you know they, they feel like they've got a good quarterback room right now i think they were hoping that quinn would enjoy his senior season and then enroll in january as planned that's what I'm hoping will still happen. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Again, this is not a done deal, but um, everything I was told over the weekend, I even checked in with the source right before coming on the air with you guys this morning. It sounds like Quinn Ewers really, really wants to do this. And again, Ohio State's coaches, they might not be thrilled about it, but they're going to let him do it, obviously. What are you going to do? Tell him he can't do it, and then he's going to go somewhere else. That's the worst of the scenarios. So, yeah, it might be too many cooks in the kitchen in the quarterback room this year, but I don't think there's really any chance Quinn Ewers is going to get meaningful snaps this year coming in this late, unless there's injuries. We've seen it happen before, right, Buck Nutters? 2014, they needed three quarterbacks. Uh, maybe they'll need four this year. You never know, but it's going to be really tough for him to come in and get meaningful snaps. I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud as the starter, Kyle McCord as the backup, and I think it's uh, – relatively close between those two uh jack miller's not out of it but i think it's relatively close between cj stroud uh and kyle mccord i think it's probably about a 90 percent chance or higher that cj stroud will be the starter and then we'll see what happens if quinn ewers joins the team this year um a couple things to play if you're wondering well if if he doesn't think he's going to play why is he coming up here like why would he even want to join the team well i'm saying i don't think he's going to play if you're quinn ewers you probably think you're going to play right you're the number one player in the country you know it's not going to be easy to come walk in and, and beat out cj stroud or beat out kyle mccord or jack miller it's getting here this late if this does happen again this is not a sure thing um it's just the most likely scenario is what we're being told right now um, that, that he will join the teams at some point. So you're wondering, well, why, if, if he's not going to be in the running for playing time, why would he join the team? Well, again, he probably thinks he would be in the running for playing time. You don't get to be as good as he is and not be confident. And he is really good. So he, maybe he would have a chance. I tend to think getting here this late, he really wouldn't, but we're talking about how he feels. He feels that he would have a chance to play. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's a confident young man couple other things that are at play here, and I think these might be the bigger factors. One, this gets the clock sped up on him going to the NFL. If he doesn't roll early at Ohio State, it means he gets to go to the NFL draft a year earlier than he normally would have. Um, I think there's also, I should say there's three things at play, not just two. So the number one thing is it speeds up the clock for the NFL. Number two, I've heard that there is a mild concern that you know he doesn't want to necessarily play his senior season of high school and risk getting hurt again. Um, when he feels like, you know, that, uh, kind of the haze in the barn, as far as his high school career to a certain extent, I mean, you're the number one recruit in the nation, perfect rating. What more do you need to accomplish? You know, where you're going to college. So to me, I'm thinking, man, do you really want to give up your senior season in high school? You're gonna have great memories of that, but this is a different cat. This isn't us playing high school sports. This is Quinn Ewers who is looking ahead at things like playing at Ohio state and then the NFL. So not the same as, a lot of us that maybe our last time playing organized sports uh, was our senior year in high school. Um, and not the same deal as Quinn Ewers. I've said, you're really going to give up your senior season? Different situation for him. So I don't think him giving up his senior season um, would be anything that uh, – I mean, maybe he would regret it. I, I, I still tend to think that he, years from now, would regret not having a senior season as, in high school. You only get one of those, but 
we'll see what happens. But um, but I've heard the main thing there is he might just you know not want to risk getting hurt again. The other big thing here is name, image, and likeness. He would be able to come up here, and yeah, he wouldn't be able. You have to be an Ohio State student for a full semester before you're able to get your first name, image, and likeness check. Um, so he wouldn't get that until January if he enrolled now. But if he didn't enroll until January, then he wouldn't get his first name, image, and likeness payment until this time next year. So he would also be speeding up the clock with name, image, and likeness. So that's another big thing here is he could come up here, you know, start to get endorsements, start the clock on that, and, um, you know, get going with that. So we'll see. Uh, I was kind of hoping he was just putting pressure on the state of Texas to change their law, and they would, and he would stay down there for his senior season. But uh, as we sit here right now, again, the best way I can describe it to you guys is it's more likely than not that he will enroll at Ohio State this month and join the team. Not a done deal. Again, I am personally hoping that he changes his mind and just, you know, enjoys his senior season and enrolls in January. But right now it looks like they're going to have four scholarship quarterbacks on the roster this year is the way it's looking right now. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, I think C.J. Stroud is going to be the starter. Kyle McCord is going to be the backup. And we'll see what happens with uh, Quinn Ewers and Jack Miller. Maybe Quinn will come in here and set the world on fire and win the job. I think that's highly unlikely, as good as he is. All right, let's move on to some good news. I talked about Kerry Combs earlier. The jury is still out on him. From what I understand from talking to many sources over there, the jury is not out at all on Matt Barnes as secondary coach. They love him over there. They thought he did a great job as special teams coach and helping out with the DBs. And you even talk to like offensive players who love him because he gives speeches to the team and stuff. And um, he's a guy that's on the rise, my friends. He's probably younger than you think. I think he's like 35 years old. He looks a little older than that. He's like 35 or 36. He had that one year at Maryland when everything was stacked against them. You know, DJ Durkin got fired and he had to basically take over as defensive coordinator that one year at Maryland at the age of 32. Um, he doesn't want to want to be reminded of the Ohio state game that year where Dwayne Haskins threw for like 900 yards, but we won't uh, blame uh, Matt Barnes on that, but I'm serious guys. Like the people over there love Matt Barnes. Like he's a rising star and you talk to him. He's as, you know, he's as down to earth as you can imagine. He doesn't like come across as like, um, I guess he doesn't come across as a rock star he, b- b- behind, but behind closed doors. He is. Everybody says the same thing. Maybe not rock star, but he is a, a star on the rise. He is a guy that, uh, you know, does a great job over there breaking down film, does a great job coaching up the defensive backs. And they feel like this is a perfect scenario where they have promoted Parker Fleming from quality control coach to special teams coach, promoted Matt Barnes from special teams coach to defensive backs coach. And this allows Kerry Combs to just mosey around and be the defensive coordinator, not have to be the defensive coordinator and the defensive backs coach all at once. Now, will Kerry still be heavily involved with the corners? You better believe it. Matt Barnes is the DB coach. Um, and he's more focused on the safeties, but he also obviously works with the corners. Kerry's still going to help out in the secondary, obviously, but Kerry now can help out with the linebackers, the defensive line. Although they're really no one really needs a help, Larry Johnson, with the defensive line, especially as stacked as they are every year. But seriously, this gives uh, Kerry Combs more freedom to just, just be a defensive coordinator. And um, again, his specialty is going to be with the DBs. We know that. But Matt Barnes... I, I can't, you know, overstate this. Everything I hear about him over there is just like everybody just gushes about him. He's a guy we don't hear that much about unless you ask about him. So I've been asking around about him and I've just been hearing fantastic things about Matt Barnes. So that's good news. Another thing, 
that I've been hearing great things about, another young man I've been hearing great things about, Marvin Harrison Jr. This should not surprise you guys that watched the spring game. He looked great, but you just never know. Was that like, oh, he looked great in the spring game, but maybe, you know, hasn't had a great summer. Maybe maybe we've been talking about a little too much, saying he's going to, I've said he's going to be the number four wide receiver on this team. The top three are set, obviously, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson in whatever order, those two, two of the elite wide receivers in the nation. Then Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be the number three. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it's like, who's going to be number four? I think it's going to be Marvin Harrison. I've said that on the show for a while now. And everything that I heard over the weekend is backing that up. This kid is the real deal. And he's catching everything. And, you know, (laughs) someone compared him the way he looks. He still needs to fill out a little bit. I I was told a a source over the weekend told me that uh, he looks like DK Metcalf. Looks like DK Metcalf. Again, needs to fill out a little more, which, you know, true freshman dk metcalf in his what his fourth year in the nfl so that's that's fair um so he's got the bloodlines of a hall of fame wide receiver as his dad he's taller than his dad catches the ball like his dad does but he's bigger than his dad he looks like aj green to me out there aj green you know being a bengal fan watching aj green for all those years that's what marvin harrison jr looks like to me six foot four catches the ball away from his body um you know Good speed, probably not quite as fast as A.J. Green was, you know, during his peak, but plenty fast enough. So Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have a big role in this offense this year. And then after that, you know, pick between Emeka Buka and Julian Fleming as your fifth or sixth. How about that? (laughs) Emeka, the number one wide receiver in the country in the 2021 class. Julian Fleming, number one wide receiver in the 2020 class. Those guys could be the fifth and sixth wide receivers on this team. Imagine that. In fact, I think they will be unless there's injuries or to the top three guys, or if I'm wrong about Marvin Harrison, that's the only way one of those guys will jump into the top four. So that's crazy. And then the seventh receiver is going to be Jalen Ballard. And they like the walk-ons. One guy to keep in mind as far as the walk-ons are concerned is Chris Booker. Chris Booker, young man from St. Louis, began his football career at the University of Dayton, gave it up after a year, decided to come to Ohio State and just be a regular student, joined the club football team at Ohio State, Tore it up, led them to the national championship a couple years. Chris Booker led Ohio State's club football team to the national championship. Decides, okay, I'll walk on Ohio State's team, makes the team. They really like him, and he's able to come back now, I believe, as a sixth-year senior technically because of the rule um, that last year didn't count. They like Chris Booker. Now, is he going to have a huge role? No, but if you're looking for like a guy that's going to add depth and is going to be out there um, certainly during garbage time, and maybe more than that, Chris Booker is your guy. I think he's going to be the eighth wide receiver. So if they have injuries or you know they, during blowouts, whatever else, look for number 86 Chris Booker out there. They like him a lot. I love this wide receiving core. I mean, this is the best wide receiving core I can remember at Ohio State, and that's saying a lot. We talked about it already. The top three, fantastic right there. And I love the depth, and that's even with losing Jamison Williams. Yeah, they also lost Elijah Gardner and Jalen Harris. Those guys weren't going to play anyway. Those guys were just, you know, would have been good for, like, practice reps, you know, have have some depth in practice. You're not using your scholarship guys too much. So they're a little, like, light on numbers, I guess, scholarship-wise at wide receiver, but you look at their top seven. I mean, that's fantastic, those seven scholarship wide receivers. And like I said, they like three of the walk-ons a lot along with – Along with Chris Booker, they like Xavier Johnson and uh, another young man named Sam Wigloose is the three guys that Ryan Day brought up many times at, uh, at Media Days last week. He talked up those three walk-on wide receivers because those guys are scholarship-level players. But again, the one guy to really watch for the walk-ons is Chris Booker. 
seriously. He's I'm telling you guys, he's the real deal. He is the real deal. He might be the eighth best wide receiver on this team, but that's because they're really good at wide receiver. And uh, and nobody coaches these guys up better than Brian Hartline. He's such a technician. That's why Brian Hartline was able to make it in the NFL. Yeah, he was more athletic than people maybe give him credit for. The kid was a hurdles champion in high school. Brian Hartline was athletic. But the reason he was able to make it in the NFL was because he was such a precise route runner. And you see that, the way he coaches up the guys. Great recruiter and a great coach. Brian Hartline has been an absolute godsend. Love that guy. I'm old. I remember recruiting or recruiting him. I remember covering him during his recruitment. You know, when he was going to the big 33 game and wanted to play, even though he's coming off like a broken leg, he still wanted to play. And uh, they, they wouldn't let him play in the big 33. I missed the big 33. That was fun seeing like Teddy Ginn, those guys go over and beat Pennsylvania almost every year in Hershey. Cool game. I, I wish, uh, wish, uh, Ohio was still a part of that, but uh, yeah, that's how far back I go, covering Brian Hartline when he was uh, in high school, hoping to play in the big 33 game, even though he had a broken leg. That's that's how tough Brian Hartline is. So, um, well, good stuff on the show here today, mostly good stuff. The Jaheim Singletary stuff, not that good, but uh, Buckeyes are going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine. Like I said, they got two other corners in the, in the 2022 class. Kerry Combs will add to it. And uh, it's too bad Jaheim Singletary won't be a Buckeye. Again, I, there might be a chance he's going to recommit, but don't expect that to happen. He, I was told uh, maybe like a you know one or two percent chance. Probably, as I said earlier, probably going to stay in Florida, and if not, probably will go to Georgia. So that's too bad. But don't worry about Kerry Combs. He will land at least one or two more corners in this class. I have no doubt about it, and not just land two corners, one or two good ones, really good ones. I have no doubt about that. Well, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.